0: Simon's the slam dunk champ a year ago he said there's a lot to his game i love. Jackson fires a long three and that one's good he is not afraid move move. curling with Bledsoe Hartenstein Jackson turns a corner up top But that's the pass look that Jets to Jackson on the take.
1: Jackson, the finger roll is good. What's up, what's up, what's up, L.A. basketball fans? This is your boy, L.A. Ray Harris. And welcome to another episode of L.A. Courtside Podcast. Brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network and sponsored by DraftKings.com and the march to the Western Conference finals between the Lakers and the Clippers continues and it continued last night with a 117-109 win by the Clippers versus the Trailblazers and I tell you what the Clippers are playing some very 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 good basketball they have won their last five games and I tell you what their fans are really really geeked up about their team, as well they should be. They are playing some of the best basketball right now in the NBA. The first five games that the Clippers had, they lost four of those five. The only victory that they had was a one sixteen to eighty six win versus this same Portland Trail Blazers team. However, a couple of days later they lost to Portland, one eleven to ninety two. So this is the third time that they played Portland. And again last night they won 117 to 109. And as I mentioned, the Clippers fans are getting really, really excited about their team. And again, as well, they should be because they are playing very, very good basketball. On Twitter last night, as I was watching this Clipper game, a lot of my Clippers followers uh, were just putting a whole lot of positive uh, comments about their team on Twitter. And I want to give a shout out to uh, a couple of my Twitter followers. Uh, at YG underscore Monroe and at I'll call her at Ronnie Girl R O N I G R L Soul by the Pound. These two ladies rep their Clipper team. Every time the Clippers are playing, they are active on Twitter, saying nothing but positive teams about or positive things about the uh, the L A Clippers. And you all should follow these two ladies on Twitter again at YG underscore Monroe and at R-O-N-I-G-R-L. Matter of fact, one of the Twitter posts, one of the positive posts by uh, Soul by the Pound. she says, hot damn, great chemistry tonight. And we need PG-13 to do this in every game. I'm assuming PG-13 is probably her favorite player. And PG-13, a.k.a. Paul George I call him the natural assassin because that dude just has a natural, natural flow to his game. Obviously he is playing very, very well, but it is no coincidence that the Clippers have picked up their play because Reggie Jackson has picked up his play. It is absolutely no coincidence that the Clippers are now starting to win. And it all started in the beginning of the five game winning streak, especially In that uh, Minnesota game, the first Minnesota game that they won, 126-115, to Paul George scored 32 points, but Reggie Jackson chipped in with 29 big points, and he has been playing well ever since. And because Kawhi Leonard is out, of course, and we still don't know whether or not he's going to return for the season, some is saying that he may come back uh, by the all-star break, possibly. Seems like a reach right there, but it's a possibility, I guess. Some are saying that he may be done for the entire season. If that's the case, the Clippers definitely need Reggie Jackson to be consistent in the way he's playing right now. Because if they are not consistent, or Reggie Jackson is not consistent, if he is not playing the way he's been playing in these last five games, the Clippers will go nowhere. They have to have Reggie Jackson step up. And I tell you what, you can see the confidence brewing in this guy. I mean, he's driving to the basket. He's doing uh, George Gervin-type finger rolls. He's doing turnaround jumpers from three-point land. The guy's just hes jacking it up like he knows the ball is going in. And, again, they're going to need that between now and the rest of the season in order to continue their stellar play so again the last five games the clippers have won these last two games uh, are are ones i want to focus on really quick as far as an analysis goes and the first one is sunday november 7th when they beat charlotte 120 to 106 and of course that was a, a highly anticipated game where you had mellow ball coming back to the la area to play And you had a very, very exciting team in the Charlotte Hornets coming in to face the Clippers. And the Clippers just handled them, handled them easily, in my opinion, by 14 points in the fourth quarter. They outscored them 31-19 to pull away from that game. The Hornets did play. They they played pretty well. LaMelo Ball scored uh, 21 points. He was 8 out of 19 from the field, had 7 rebounds i tell you what, man, that kid is is is, is, is a must-ticket. If he's coming to your arena, I suggest you buy a ticket to see this kid play. I mean, he is absolutely outstanding. Miles Bridges had a pretty good game, 7 out of 19 for 21 points. And uh, Gordon Hayward, 15 points. And Terry Rozier, 17 points. And uh, Kelly Oubre scored 16 points. But they could not handle uh, the balance scoring that the Clippers had. In that particular game, Nick Batum, 28 minutes, six out of 11, four of nine from three piece land, 16 points. I tell you what, if you if you want to know what uh, professional basketball player, the definition of that, you look that up in a dictionary, if they had it written like that in a dictionary, you would see a picture of Nick Batum. This dude does. He doesn't do anything like outstanding or anything like he's excellent at this, or he's excellent at this, or he's top five in the league at this. He just does everything well. You know, it's not like a whole lot of weaknesses in his game. Can he shoot the ball from the outside? Absolutely. Absolutely he can. In the Charlotte game, he was four out of nine from beyond the arc. Can he rebound? Absolutely. He had six rebounds in that game. Can he defend? You betcha. You betcha he can. He had three steals, one block, he had one assist, six of eleven from the field. I mean, the guy's just a consummate professional. You put him out there, you, you, you really you know, you really don't have any worries when Nick Batum is on the floor. When he's healthy, he is a a, a big time integral part of this team. And then they follow up with uh Ivisha Zubat, you know, 3 of 3 from the field, 8 of 8 from the free throw line, 14 points, 11 rebounds. And, again, the aforementioned Reggie Jackson, 7 out of 18 from the field in that Charlotte game, 19 points. Bledsoe is a guy that the Clippers really need to get going. He really hasn't caught his footing yet on this Clippers team, but I'm not too worried about Eric Bledsoe. Again, this is a guy who's been around for a while. Um, He'll figure it out on this team. He'll figure out his role. You know, the guy's built like a a fire hydrant, man. He's a very, very good defender. Not the best three-point shooter in the world, of course, although he was one of two in this particular game. But Eric Bledsoe plays a role on this team, or he will have an expanded role on this team as being sort of like a lockdown-type defender. And he can facilitate on occasion, and he can hit the open shot on occasion. So... Um, you know, he's going to play a big role, a big role uh, with the Clippers down the stretch. And then of course you have the alpha dog, the alpha dog, Paul George in the Charlotte game, nine out of 22. He was only two out of 10 from beyond the arc, but not to worry about Paul George, nine rebounds, eight assists. You know, the guy does, he just does it all. Now in the Charlotte game, he did have eight turnovers, which is kind of concerning, but that's just a one-off. That's just one game. So if the Clippers have Reggie Jackson, if they have him going good, you have Reggie Jackson going. And then the next thing, you know, after Reggie Jackson softens up the defense, you know what time it is. You know what time it is, Paul George. It's like it's like the song, it's like the song Morris Day in the time. What time is it? It's Paul George time.
0: George last week, 26 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists on average. And a 4 and a week, and George has got it cooking early. Back-to-back possessions. America! Brand new things in this Another offensive board, but Zeller can't put it back. Clippers by four. George pulls it. And George hits it. And conference foes it up to teams that have high expectations this season. George off to a great start tonight with a shake and bake. High, arching shot. Scores over Covington.
1: I tell you what, that particular song by Morris Day and the Time. I don't know, do you guys remember that movie? Uh, Purple Rain, some years ago, that featured the life story of Prince, and um, rest in peace, my brother Prince, one of the definitely one of the greatest artists of our lifetime. But in that particular movie, I, I thought Morris Day and the Time was the, the star of the show as far as the music and the performances that they had on stage. Uh, just my opinion. But in this particular uh, song, though. Uh, When he starts off, what time is it? What time is it? It's Paul George time, baby. I tell you what, once teams get softened up by Mr. Reggie Jackson, uh, they're calling him Mr. June now, then Paul George just starts to heat up and then carries the Clippers on to victory. And I tell you, it's, it's really good to see Paul George playing really well. He's been through a lot in his career. Obviously, he had the... Terrifying injury back some years ago when he was playing with the Pacers when he had the broken leg. Just horrible, horrible thing to watch. And then in the bubble playoffs, of course, you know, I don't want to revisit that, but we all know what happened there when the Clippers lost uh, three games, one lead against the Denver Nuggets and were unceremoniously booted from the bubble playoffs. A lot of people blame Paul George for that, but I blame the entire Clippers squad that just didn't show up in those final three games and allowed uh, the Nuggets to come back and win. So Paul George is on a mission. And I tell you what, he is really, really fun to watch. Uh, There's not too many players in the NBA that has as smooth of a game as he has. I mean, this guy, obviously, he can drive to the basket with ease. He can create his own shots. He really doesn't need a whole lot of screens. Uh, he definitely can shoot the ball from deep and he can shoot the ball from mid range. You know, a lot of these young players nowadays, they, you know, they like to dunk the ball or they like to shoot those long three pointers. And a lot of them can't shoot the ball from mid range. They really can't. A lot of them can't. Paul George has the entire arsenal. He can shoot from anywhere on the court and he typically leads the, the Clippers in scoring on individual games I'm speaking of, in scoring, uh, many times in rebounding, and many times in assists. You know, he, he leads. He's, he's the alpha dog. He he leads this team uh, in pretty much every category in most games. And as far as leadership goes, he you know, he may not be as argu- arguable that, you know, Kawhi Leonard is the best player on that team. Now, uh, Paul George is not too far behind him. But as far as leadership goes on the court, Paul George is an alpha dog. We all know Kawhi Leonard is is sort of the quiet type of guy. You know, at least by example, he's not that. He's not that vocal. Paul George is a vocal leader. He is the vocal leader for this team. Now, in the game against Charlotte, again the uh, Clippers won one twenty to one hundred six. Paul George was nine out of twenty two. Not he could have shot the ball better, especially from three. As I mentioned, he was only two of ten. From beyond the arc he scored 20 points, but you know, he 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 contributes in other ways, of course. He had nine rebounds in that game, eight assists, you know, one block. And, and again, he did have the eight turnovers, uh, which is kind of concerning. But again, I believe that's just a one off situation. And the game, the overall, the game against Charlotte. It was a really, really good game. It was really good to see Mellow Ball come back to Los Angeles, but they just did not have enough to beat. The, uh, the hot Los Angeles Clippers squad. So then here we go to the next game last night against the Portland Trailblazers. Again, this is the third time this year already that they played them. Damian Lillard had a uh, a good game uh, for once this year uh, against the Clippers, 11 out of 23 from the field, only 4 out of 13 from beyond the arc, scored 27 points. Uh, this may be another topic for another day, but it doesn't look like Damian Lillard is very happy in Portland any longer, but he's not one of those type of players that's going to make too much noise, demand trades like Ben Simmons and things like that. But it was good to see him play well last night. Norman Powell is a guy, very, very underrated player. He was really, really cooking on the Clippers, especially early in his game last night. He was 8 out of 13 from the field, 5 out of 6 from beyond the arc, scored 23 points. The Clippers, on the other hand, Paul George, as I mentioned, 33 minutes, 10 out of 24 from the field, 3 of 7 from beyond the arc. Dude had 9 rebounds, 7 assists, 1 steal. I mean, he just he just passed the, the statistic boxes. 24 points. But if you look at the overall for the Clippers, again, these last five games, they have had balanced scoring. You know, they don't need uh, necessarily 40-point games from Paul George to win. 24 points by George, as I just mentioned, Reggie Jackson. 10 out of 20, 23 points. He was three of five from beyond the arc. Again, the confidence level, you can see it coming back to Reggie Jackson. Six assists by Reggie Jackson. Again, 23 points. Nick Batum, again, the guy I mentioned, consummate professional, 29 minutes. Seven out of nine from the field. Six of eight from beyond the arc. That guy has that corner, three ball in the corner pocket. He has that shot down, Pat. Six rebounds, 22 points. But one of the players that I'm really, really impressed, really impressed by is Isaiah Hardenstein. 17 minutes, six out of seven from the field, 14 points. Now, if you remember in training camp, the last uh, center spot was going to be between he and Harry Giles. Uh, A lot of folks, along with myself, thought Harry Giles just had that spot locked up. Hardenstein just outplayed him flat out outplayed Giles in training camp he earned that spot on a team and I tell you what he's playing so well uh Ibaka by the way uh is back or came back in this particular game only played six minutes you can see the rust on Serge Ibaka he shot an air ball from from uh beyond the arc that was kind of funny uh he did not score any points but I tell you what once Ibaka gets healthy once he gets healthy you know, hopefully he can pick up where he left off before he got injured because when Abaka is uh, healthy and playing well, you know, he can shoot the ball a little bit from the outside. He helps the Clippers stretch the floor. He's not necessarily that down-low presence that Hartenstein is, but I tell you what, Hartenstein is going to fight for some minutes, even with Abaka. I'm assuming that when Abaka comes back healthy, then uh, Avisha Zubax will continue to start. It's going to be interesting, though. You know, it's an interesting problem to have or a good problem to have uh, for Ty Lu. He's got three capable centers now. Zubac, Ibaka, Hartenstein. If Ibaka goes down again with that back injury, you've got Hartenstein to fall back on. So the Clippers are in a very, very good spot right now. Very, very good spot. And again, they, they are playing some of the best basketball in this league. And as far as the schedule... Coming up for the Clippers, they, um, let me check out their schedule here. I got, why is my computer running slow? Here we go. Here we go. They play Miami. That's going to be a very, very good game. Very, very good game on Thursday. Then they play Minnesota. Then they play Chicago, which should be a very, very good game. And then they play San Antonio before they go on the road. So the Clippers, they will try to extend this five-game streak uh, against Miami. That's going to be tough. With Jimmy Butler and those boys over there, that's playing pretty well. I'm definitely looking forward to that game. And I think the Clippers can win that game. If they continue to play the way they're playing right now, can they beat Miami? Of course they can beat Miami. And then Minnesota, Chicago, San Antonio. So it's possible that they can reel off nine straight wins here before they go on the road. So we'll be looking forward to that. So that is my take on the Clippers. And before I get to segment number two, uh, let's have a word from our sponsor, DraftKings.com, as we continue down that road to the Western Conference Finals between the Lakers and the Clippers. You all know that's my dream. Here's a word from our sponsor, DraftKings.com. The NBA is back in at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. The key to victory is a strong starting five. New customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. So why not make your roster Washington, 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 and oh yeah, Washington. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skinned in a game with new same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more lays you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLING. All right, all right, all right, L.A. Basketball fans, welcome back. Again, this is your boy, L.A. Ray Harris of L.A. Courtside Podcast. Again, brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network and sponsored by, as you just heard, DraftKings.com. As we march to the Western Conference Finals between the Lakers and the Clippers, can you imagine, can you imagine, L.A. LA sports fans? Your city will be rocking, rocking big time if the Lakers and the Clippers meet in the western conference finals and i truly believe that's going to happen in this second segment i just want to touch on real quick about what happened with the joker of the uh denver nuggets and the forearm shiver to the back of marquise morris or marquise morris i'm sorry out of
0: bio no Jokic was there nuggets have five on four Keep the
1: players on the bench. So let me me level set on what happened the other night here when Miami played the Denver Nuggets. Level set. L.A., what you talking about, baby? Level set. Boy, how corporate can you get? Let me set the scene of what happened the other night in Denver when the Miami Heat were taking on the Nuggets. Miami won that game in Denver, by the way, 113-96. So basically what happened is uh, Jokic got a, a, a rebound, and he was bringing the ball up the court. Man, can that guy dribble, by the way? Is there anything that he can't do? Shoot, rebound, a pass, and run the break. So he was dribbling up the court, and Markeith Morris decided to give him a little elbow under the wing. Now, now was that a dirty shot? When I first saw that, and I'm thinking, oh, what's the big deal, man? He just stopped him from... Running his fast break. It was somewhere around half court. But when you look at it again, it it looks a little worse than when you first saw it. So he gave him a little elbow, you know, under the wing there. And Jokic took exception to that. And when Markeith had his back turned, he ran at Markeith. Now keep in mind that Jokic is 6'11", 280 pounds. Ran at him full steam ahead and gave Morris a forearm shiver in the back and knocked him to the ground now obviously when I first started I'm thinking man what a cheap shot by Jokic man you know this guy you know I've never seen him do anything like that so I was really really surprised but again when you reset the scene and take a look at it all over again you can kinda see why Jokic did what he did now should he have gone in front of Marquise Morris and you know in front of his face and confronted him that way and did whatever he decided he wanted to do, possibly. But he, he did what he did, and he ended up getting a one-game suspension, and I believe Marquise Morris got fined a bunch of money. But if you were watching the, the NBA on TNT last night, where you had Charles Barkley, you had uh, Kenny the Smith, and you had Shaquille O'Neal talking about this, all three former basketball players, all three of them said, that they would have done the exact same thing you cannot get uh, according to kenny smith this, these are his words i'm paraphrasing a little bit here hey you cannot get punked on the court even if you're a little guy like like kenny the jet smith he said if a big guy comes and does something to you like that let's say if marquise morris was to give uh kenny the jets uh smith a little forearm shiver although kenny is a smaller guy he's going to go confront Mark Keith Morris and, and and retaliate. You know, you if you get into a full blown out fight, you may lose the battle, but you cannot get punked on the basketball court. Shaquille O'Neal said the same thing. He said, "Hell yeah, I would have done it. I would have went after Mark Keith Morris and and we just would have been fighting on that floor." Charles Barkley and you know how how uh funny this guy is. Charles Barkley said, "Look, my mother and my grandmother they raised me and if I came home and said somebody hit me or somebody did something to disrespect me or physically assaulted me and I didn't fight back I would have gotten my ass whipped by my mother and my grand uh, mother so Charles Barkley said hell yeah I would have done what the Joker did hey I'm the Joker man I'm the MVP no you're not gonna punk me like that and the Morris twins they have kind of a history of dirty play, not anything malicious or anything like that. But they do have a history of a little, you know, playing a little dirty on occasion. And that elbow that that Mar-Keefe gave to the Joker, it was kind of under his arm pits like the Joker had his kind of had his arm up. But you know, that could have resulted in a, you know, marquise is a strong guy, you know, could have resulted in a broken rib or two or you know, or something like that. And then on the flip side, you have the Joker giving Markeith that forearm shiver in the back while he wasn't looking, couldn't brace himself or anything like that, that could have resulted in you know, some sort of neck injury, uh, whiplash, or some back injury or, or something even worse than that. But the bottom line is uh, Markeith was the instigator of that entire incident. And again, it's up for debate whether or not the Joker should have con- uh, uh, confronted him face-to-face or it was okay to do what he did and give him that forearm shiver in the back. My, you know, in, in my opinion, I'm thinking the Joker should have went around to the front of him and say, hey, you know, hey man, I didn't appreciate that. Or you know, gave him an uh, elbow of his own. Or started tussling with him on the court and not doing it from the back. Because again, the Joker is 6'10", 280. Dude is big. And now this thing has started a Twitter war. Uh, a Marcus Morris, a twin brother, he chimed in and, and basically called out the Joker, you know, saying, hey, man, you did this while my brother's back was turned, basically calling him a punk. And then the Joker's brothers opened up a Twitter account. They didn't even have a Twitter account. They opened one up and said, hey, man, you, pretty much you punked our brother. Our brother did what he was supposed to do. Did he was supposed to do, baby? And that's it so now you have a Twitter world going back and forth between uh, joke is the Joker's family and the Marquise uh, Morris or Marquise Morris and his brother but in any event that's my take on that whole situation one game suspension for the Joker and uh, some money uh, taken away from Marquise Morris the Joker's one game suspension by the way is gonna cost him 300 stacks According to the Young Millennials, baby, stacks means dollars, $300,000. And Mark Keefe, I believe, was fined maybe $30,000 or so. Charles Barkley said, hey, that's not fair. $30,000 as opposed to $300,000, you know, what's fair about that? But again, that's my take on that situation. So hopefully cooler heads will prevail. And with that, L.A. basketball fans, I'm going to leave right there. Thank you again so much for listening. And if you want to uh, get any of my future podcasts, I don't want to miss any of them. Any other future episodes, whatever platform you use to get your podcast, whether it be Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, iHeartRadio, Google Play. We're on all of them. Apple, of course. You can find LA Courts App Podcast. And again, I'd like to thank the Basketball Podcast Network and... DraftKings.com for being our sponsor and lastly again the shout out to Soul by the Pound and YG underscore Monroe two of my Twitter followers and huge huge Clipper basketball fans ladies keep up the good work keep repping your basketball team as we march towards the Western Conference Finals between the Lakers and the Clippers and with that L.A. basketball fans until the next episode, which will feature the Lakers. Peace.
0: The NBA is back, and at DraftKings Sportsbook,
1: an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA, the key to victory is a strong starting five. New customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. So why not make your roster Washington, 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 and oh yeah, Washington. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skinned in a game with new same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more lays you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win... You win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. My favorite song of all time, of course. Again, welcome back to the second segment, uh, L.A. Ray from L.A. Ray Courtside, the podcast brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network and sponsored by DraftKings.com. This trip around the NBA here, this train is going to stop real quick in San Francisco. Just want to touch on the Golden State Warriors. I read somewhere, I forget what publication it was, and it asked a question. Should teams be scared of the Golden State Warriors? Well, the answer to that question is, hell yeah, they should. Hell yeah, they should. Golden State has gotten off to a hot 6-1 start. Their only loss was against the Memphis Grizzlies in overtime. And they are balling out. This team will definitely be a factor in the West. And I'm not so sure if people thought that at the beginning of the year. But you can tell by the way that they're playing. They're going to be... Tough to beat, especially if you got a guy like Jordan Poole who's playing out of his mind right now. This last game against Charlotte, Jordan Poole played 32 minutes, 11 out of 21 from the field, 7 out of 16 from beyond the arc. 31 points. He was plus 28 in the plus minus column when he was on the floor. A couple of points right above Draymond Green, he was plus 26. I mean, Jordan Poole from the University of Michigan. No I'm from Detroit folks. I got to rep rep the folks from the Motor City, baby. Jordan Poole, 31 big points. Steph Curry did not play all that well in that game against Charlotte. 35 minutes, he was only 6 out of 15 from the field, only 3 out of 11 from beyond the arc. He did have 8 rebounds and 9 assists though. Steph Curry is is, is getting a lot of rebounds lately uh, or this season, I should say. 8 Nine, ten. Every time you look at the box score, he's got like eight, nine, ten rebounds. Draymond Green had ten rebounds himself. But you look at this Golden State team; they just have scorers all over the place, and they don't have Klay Thompson yet. I'm not rushing Klay Thompson back if I'm the Golden State Warriors. Hell, he can—they can wait until after Christmas to bring him back. As far as I'm concerned, they don't even really need the guy right now. You have Andrew Wiggins on the team. I'm not a huge Andrew Wiggins type guy. Andrew Wiggins from you know the Canadian assassin I take Shea Gill over Andrew Wiggins any day of the week they're both from Canada Shea Gill is from Toronto I take him over Wiggins but Wiggins is a very good player in his own right he can shoot the ball when he gets hot as well and then you know you have coming off the bench you have Damian Lee that's averaging 14 points a game coming off the bench he had 15 against Charlotte Damian Lee I believe he went to Drexel five out of eight from the field Three or four from beyond the arc, 15 points. You know, Otto Porter Jr., you know, bring him in for a little toughness and, and and rebounding. You got Iguodala. We all know what Iguodala can do. We all know what he can do. Veteran presence in the locker room. He still can shoot the ball. Tough guy, gets rebounds. This team, I'm telling you, you look up and down, you know, Gary Payton II, he was the DraftKings dunker of the week. 17 minutes, 6 out of 9 from the field, 14 points. And again, Klay Thompson's not even back. James Wiseman is not even back. You know, you got Kevin Looney still on his team. 6 rebounds, 7 points. This team is well put together. So to answer that question in whatever publication I was reading that from, should uh, teams in the West be scared of the Golden State Warriors? Hell yeah, they should. Nobody wants to play them in the playoffs. I can tell you that right now. Nobody wants to play them in the playoffs because when they start shooting those threes and if they're hitting them and now you have to try to match three point shot for three point shot. It's not going to happen. Folks golden state will blow you right out of the gym. It just will not happen. This game against Charlotte. Charlotte was 10 out of 36 from the field. Horrible shooting percentage from beyond the arc. 27.8 to 8%. They was trying to match that three point output uh, that Golden State was jacking up there. Not going to do it. You're just, you're just simply not going to do it. You won't be able to hang in there shooting threes with the Golden State Warriors. Miles Bridges had a very, very good game, by the way. 12 out of 22 for Charlotte for 32 points. Had a very good game uh, against the Warriors. Mellow Ball didn't do all that much. Only 5 out of 14 from the field or 6 from beyond the arc for 14 points. But they just did not have enough to defeat the Golden State Warriors. So... Western Conference teams, including the Lakers, including the Clippers, including the Utah Jazz, the the Denver Nuggets, the Portland Trail Blazers. You know, whoever is is thinking about coming out of the West and representing the Western Conference in the uh, NBA Finals, you better add Golden State to that mix and hopefully avoid them in the playoffs. So that's my uh, NBA Input from going around the league that one stopped there in San Francisco. So with that, LA fans, I'm gonna leave it at that. Thank you again for listening to LA app Podcast. And if you don't want to miss any further episodes, uh, whatever platform you get your podcast from, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast from, you can find LA app Podcast. And again, I'd like to thank the Basketball Podcast Network for putting on this podcast. And thank our sponsor, DraftKings.com. And if you want to join DraftKings.com to start placing some bets on these basketball games, make sure that you put in promo code TBPN. That stands for the Basketball Podcast Network. Again, promo code TBPN. And with that, Los Angeles. Until the next episode of LA Courtside, peace.